the Community Service Society. Fighting poverty, strengthening New York. I had to take my daughter to a summer youth orientation. And the orientation was in Brooklyn Bridge. And we go to the orientation and it's over and it's about 5.30 and I have a swipe and my daughter's 15 at the time and she has, you know, because uh, through the schools they get a, a metro card as well, but they're only limited to three swipes. So we kind of miscalculated and when it was time to go home, I still had my one swipe, but my daughter didn't have her swipes to get home. So I let her swipe through and this is Brooklyn Bridge and there's usually a lot of uh, police presence and I squeeze through the bottom and I you know not scrape my knee but it, my you know my pants are dirty and I get up and when I stand up the cop is right there and I didn't see him because he was standing towards the side where the little you know the little stores are down there and um, I he took pity on me pretty much he took pity on me because one it's embarrassing I'm, I'm not the smallest of, of women and trying to get up off the ground awkwardly and I just like looked at him and I was just like you know I put my hands like down and I'm just like desperate I mean at the end of the day it's his call whatever's gonna happen and I was like mister I mean officer I'm so sorry you know my daughter's her swipe ran out I only had one swipe and you know I'm sorry I'll go back out and he was like no 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 just you know try not to at least not in this station do that again and I was like no thank you so much and you know it was it was humiliating um but I had to get home well my name is Love Anduha and I live in the South Bronx um on the six train this was not the first time that Love found herself stuck on the wrong side of the turnstile the cost of subway and bus fare frequently just exceeded what she could afford, even with careful budgeting and planning. There were at least three or four times that I remember that I actually called out of work because I didn't have enough money to get there. And as a single parent, you know, when you're working with limited income, even when you are employed, you know, you kind of have to weigh things out. And there were times where maybe a gallon of milk beat out that one fare to get the work that day and that was just my reality and I know for a fact I'm not the only person in the city that has to make decisions like that on a regular basis and this was a situation when love was working full-time a few years ago she had to stop working to care for her ailing grandmother who needed around-the-clock care as well as take care of her son my son is autistic, um, so he has Asperger's syndrome actually, so he's very high functioning, but there are some difficulties. So in order to be there to care for her family, she has to survive on what help she can get, including a small social security disability check for her son. And um, if anyone who lives on social security, you're not living comfortably, you're not, um, you know, you're not prancing around and going on trips and vacations and things like that. I'll be very honest. Uh, I have to manage $753 a month for a family of three. When you have $753 a month, each $275 you spend on subway fare adds up quickly. Love sometimes asks for help from friends, sometimes asks strangers for a swipe, and frequently just can't go where she needs to go. And that's just for the necessities like doctor's appointments. I have two children, 
I like to do things with my kids. I like to expose them to different environments to just take them to see different things. I'd love to take you to a museum, but do I have the 275 each way for the three of us to be able to go? There's so many free things that you can utilize in the city, but how can you use them if you can't get there? After her grandmother passed away, Loved enrolled at the Grace Institute, a nonprofit workforce development organization that helps train women for good jobs. She knew that just getting to school would be a problem, so the Grace Institute connected her to us, the Community Service Society, and our Income Support Services Unit. And we use monies from the New York Times Neediest Cases Fund to get love an unlimited MetroCard. It's been a relief. That's all, I only have to worry about school, you understand? For a whole month, I can submit my projects on time, I can do my homework, I can do my research, I can focus on my kids, I can focus at home. You know, mom, uh, can, can, can you come pick me up today? I have an unlimited Metro card, I'll go pick you up and we can come home together. Just little things that a lot of people would take for granted are really significant for me. Welcome to another edition of the Community Service Society's podcast, Fighting Poverty, Strengthening New York. I'm your host, Jeff Jones. Today, we are talking public transit. The subways and buses of New York City make up the largest mass transit system in the country. And in a city as dense and populous as this one, it's one of the only ways to get around. But for many of the neediest New Yorkers, people like love, it's just too expensive and the rates are only going up. There are ways to lower the cost of a subway or bus trip, but unfortunately, those are mostly unavailable to low-income New Yorkers, as CSS senior economist Harold Stolper explains. So the current fare structure for the MTA gives the deepest discounts for those who lay out up front for weekly or monthly passes. And once you have a pass, of course, you can swipe as many times as you want, and that allows you to have a lower cost per trip on average than people have to pay for single fare metro cards. So right now, in 2016, a single fare is $2.75. A seven-day unlimited card is $31, and a 30-day unlimited card is $116.50. You can also just put a dollar amount on the card, and if you put anything above $5.50, you get a bonus of 11% of the total as well. So, if we imagine that someone only travels to work and back five days a week on a single fare card, that adds up to $27.50, or just about one ride less than a seven-day unlimited card. But who only needs to use the subway or bus just for that? If you have to take your kids to the doctor, or go to the store, or to the pharmacy, or leave your neighborhood for any reason on the weekends, then you're going to spend more, meaning it's worth it to put more money on the card to get the bonus or get an unlimited card. But low-income New Yorkers have tight budgets that often don't allow them to pay significant money up front, so they can't get this benefit. And it's not the only way to get cheaper rides. So at the beginning of 2015, a city ordinance was passed that required employers with at least 20 or more full-time employees to offer pre-tax transit benefits. And what this does is it allows people to deduct the amount they spend on transit from their their taxable income. So this reduces their tax liability. Meaning that you don't have to pay as much in taxes as you did before, saving you that money. The problem is that low-income New Yorkers frequently pay very little income tax, so even though this benefit is available to them, they get almost no savings from it. 
So that's why CSS President for Policy, Research, and Advocacy... I'm Nancy Rankin. ...and Senior Economist Harold Stolper set off to launch a campaign to bring a meaningful discount to low-income writers in New York City. Well, the campaign really got started. The impetus for it was came from a board member of CSS. His name is Mark Lieberman. And a couple of years ago, he said to me, what do you think of this idea of reduced fares for low-income New Yorkers? And I said, quite honestly, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. And so we do an annual survey here called the Unheard Third of all New Yorkers, including a large oversample of the lowest income New Yorkers. We survey them every year about their hardships they face, as well as their views on what would help them get ahead. And we asked about a number of issues, but we never asked about transportation because, frankly, we always thought, well, we have this great subway and bus system in New York that everybody can afford to use. But with fares going up from $2 to $2.25 to $2.50 to $75, we thought this might be getting out of reach for low-income New Yorkers. So we added two years ago, for the first time, we started asking Um, people we survey in New York City, can you often not afford to take the bus or subway? And we were really shocked to find out that one out of four low-income New Yorkers often can't afford to take the bus and subway. Harold and Nancy researched and produced a report titled The Transit Affordability Crisis, How Reduced MTA Fares Can Help Low-Income New Yorkers Move Ahead which laid out um, a proposal for half fares for working age New Yorkers on MTA subways and buses. The MTA already has half price fares for seniors and those with disabilities, along with free limited use metro cards for public school students. So why not offer a similar discount for this group who needs the help? So the proposal is to be specific. Individuals between the ages of 18 and 64 living in families with incomes below the federal poverty level would be eligible for half-price metro cards. So to give an example where the federal poverty level falls, so it depends on family size, but for a family of four, it's about $24,000 annual income. We estimate that roughly 800,000 individuals would be eligible for this proposal. Sounds good. And the results from our latest Unheard Third poll found that we weren't the only ones who thought this was a great idea. Yes, this proposal is incredibly popular among the public. Three out of four New Yorkers favor this idea when asked about it. And more importantly, two-thirds strongly favor it. So it has some intensity. And the support cuts across all income groups, not just from the people who would directly benefit, because New Yorkers get it. We know we all have to take the bus and the subway to get to work, to get to school, to take our kids to the doctor, everything we need to do. In addition, the support cuts across party lines. So this is one of the few things that people actually all agree on. So we know this is something low-income New Yorkers need, and it's something nearly all New Yorkers support. So the question then is, how does it happen? The MTA's budget is extremely tight, and there are already fare hikes announced for next year. The proposal is estimated to cost about $200 million in lost revenue, and that must be replaced. So who pays for it? Well, we think that this is something not only the mayor should do, but he can do. He has the legal authority to do. This is one of the few things he can do without having to go to Albany and beg for it. 
Um, and moreover, the proposal advances the mayor's agenda. After all, this is what he ran on, to end the tale of two cities, to make New York a more equitable city where everybody can afford to work and to do all the things they need to do. So we see this proposal as really advancing the mayor's agenda, uh, the reason we voted him into office. Um, we're proposing that it be a separate subsidy because we know the MTA is cash-strapped and we don't want to put any upward pressure on fares for other riders. Now, $200 million sounds like a big number as the annual cost, but remember that that's in a city budget that's $82.2 billion. So it's less than 0.3% of the city budget. While it seems like a big number, we think it's really a very reasonable number for a very big goal, which is making our public transit system actually affordable to everyone in New York City. All right, so to get the campaign off the ground, CSS partnered with the Writers Alliance, a transit advocacy group whose grassroots organizing and volunteers would be crucial to reaching out to New Yorkers to build support for this new proposal. My name is Rebecca Balin. I am campaign manager at the Riders Alliance. We do we organize subway and bus riders to fight for better and more affordable public transit. And so I manage and campaigns and uh, do community organizing. The Riders Alliance includes over 1,000 volunteers who work on a number of campaigns around mass transit in New York City. These volunteers work with the staff on nearly all levels of the organization, from campaign strategy to meeting with elected officials, collecting signatures on petitions, to planning and executing press events. They even came up with the name for the campaign to get half-price fares for low-income New Yorkers, calling it Fair Fares. The core group of Fair Fares campaign volunteers meets regularly at the Writers Alliance office in Lower Manhattan. Rebecca was just going over the ground rules for the meeting when I arrived. What I have is step up, step back. Does anyone want to explain what that is? Um, yeah, that's uh, if, if you're a person who has been participating and contributing a lot during the meeting, you may want to take a, a, a moment to... It's about 40 people working on, 40 volunteers working on our Fair Fairs campaign. Uh, they're a diverse group of people, mixed race and culture, educational experiences, economic backgrounds, um, geographic diversity in New York City. So it's incredible and they're super dedicated. So we have one member and, and when I call some out, I don't want to do it at the, at the cost of some other people, but um, they're all really valuable. Um, one member, Lauren, uh, is a graphic designer, and she designed these amazing signs for our first rally um, that say, you know, things that folks have had that uh, superimpose what folks have had to sacrifice for their metro card on sort of a giant metro card. Um, and so she provides a lot of creativity um, with her with her work experience. Um, we have other members who have a lot of experience because they've worked in city council um, or they're lawyers, and they bring a lot of important technical experience and knowledge that helps us really get some good brainstorming done. Other members, um, you know, they come from really, they really struggle and they have a lot of experience um, navigating the New York City welfare system. And so when we're brainstorming, they're like, wait, that won't work, that won't happen, or they know what their community is going to care about. And so we all come together at these meetings and have really interesting conversations. And so I think that lends 
really unique and important aspect to our organizing and, and it really helps us get things done. So together with the Writers Alliance, CSS officially launched the campaign on the steps of City Hall in April of 2016. And since then, we haven't stopped working. We've collected thousands of signatures on our petitions and have been working hard to bring supporters on board. As of the recording of this podcast, 32 organizations have signed on in support of our proposal. This includes everyone from labor unions to public defenders to other nonprofits who work with low-income New Yorkers every day and witness their struggles just getting around our city. Then on October 19th, we held another press conference at City Hall. Now we're going to hear from the transportation chair of the city council, Idonis Rodriguez. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, thank you to the Riders Alliance, Community Service Society, the whole coalition. You deserve a big round of applause. This time we were there to announce that the majority of New York City Council members support our proposal for fair fares on New York City mass transit. And we submitted a letter signed by our supporters to the mayor asking for action on this issue. Paying to ride the bus or subway isn't getting any easier for low-income New Yorkers. And momentum continues to grow. The campaign has been covered by all the major newspapers, including supportive editorials in the New York Times and the New York Daily News, as well as TV and radio news programs. So we are keeping the pressure on. And with the MTA's recent announcement of fare hikes in 2017, it's even more urgent. I asked David Jones, CSS president and CEO, who was also recently named to the board of directors of the MTA as a representative of the city, what should people do now who support this idea? Well, I think uh, letters to the mayor. We uh, think this is really important that he hear from as many people as possible. Um, We think uh, we have uh, made the case. But obviously, uh, there are a lot of competing interests that the mayor has to confront, uh, dealing with all sorts of critical concerns. Which means, for this important proposal to happen, we need to let Mayor de Blasio know we all want it to happen. It's easy to do. Just go to our campaign page on the CSS website at cssny.org slash fairfares. That's F-A-I-R-F-A-R-E-S as one word. And click Take Action. Then you can send an email directly to the mayor's office showing your support for fair fares. But maybe you wouldn't qualify for this discount, so why should you support it? As David told me, this issue affects everyone. I don't know anyone in the, uh, in the city, uh, whether they're middle, upper middle class or wealthy, who don't rely on low-wage workers getting to help them in their homes and apartments. Whether that's the guy who's, uh, you know, the maintenance guy or the person who comes to take care of your child uh, or you have a senior citizen that needs, uh, uh, you know, help 24-7. Everyone needs low-wage workers uh, who are helping them make this city uh, survivable. And we, so we shouldn't just see this, oh, that's them. Uh, it's us as well because we need those services so desperately. And you're using the help of low-wage workers almost every day of your life if you live in the city of New York. So we are asking for your support and your help. Visit the site, 
Tell Mayor de Blasio it's time for Fair Fairs and help spread the word on social media with the hashtag Fair Fairs. If you want to volunteer with the Writers Alliance, you can visit writersny.org and sign up. And if you have any questions about any of this, just email me at info at cssny.org. That does it for this month's podcast. You can find more podcasts from us at cssny.org slash podcast, and you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. If you do, please rate us and comment, as that helps other people find the show. Also, please let us know what you think of this episode. Write us at info at cssny.org or tweet at cssny.org. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.